0: microphones and headphones provided by cad audio cad audio expression through innovation
1: do you hear that hear what i'm receiving some sort of transmission you don't hear it no i don't hear anything what does it sound like it's some sort of music music routed through the main system good idea routing now Welcome to another episode of Wiki Radio. It is Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing?
2: Good. Tired. That sounds mm. about normal for you anymore.
1: <laughs> 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 if we're not tired, it's not a show.
2: That's right.
0: I have been recovering from a chest cold, but feeling much better.
1: Uh, soon you'll f- you'll you'll feel like the trash compactor monster in no time. <laughs> So um Are you calling me a Dianaga? Hey. If it if the shoe fits, then you must be a hut. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure if they wear shoes, but <laughs> maybe just one big shoe over their tails.
1: <laughs> um I would say what? Maybe a semi slow news week. And of course, you know, we're a few, few weeks behind. Uh, we're slightly off schedule, but we, from this point on, we should be back on the every other week schedule. Um, like our next recording, we're gonna, hopefully, if I don't screw it up, we should have a guest on the show. I'm gonna leave the guest a
2: surprise. Ooh. You never mess anything up, Mike.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah let's just say before celebration, <laughs> uh, it's kind of screwed things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, with, this is a story from May 4th. And of course we hadn't recorded after May 4th. Um, partially because I think we were all beat and some people's kind of sick as well. It, it was, may has not been the best to us yet this year. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, funny, huh? Been a yeah. very busy m- Yeah, it's been slammed. Um, of course, Disney's doing that. You know, we're, we're feeling it at Disney because of that whole blue people planet thing that they're doing. My prediction, within five years, that's going to turn into a Star Wars land <laughs> for Animal Kingdom. Because I don't think James Cameron's getting these Avatar movies out.
2: Has he even started filming them yet?
1: Supposedly. Who knows? Who cares? Su- supposedly supposedly he's filming all, all three of the sequels. And the first one's somewhat ready. Um... The thing is with Animal Kingdom, it's if you've been there and you remember Camp Mickey Mini, except for the rides expanding the space, it's essentially the same space that it was for Camp Mickey Mini. <coughs> hmm. they, they've added, they've expanded because of one ride. They've expanded a little bit because of a quick service restaurant, but that's it. And oh, it's not a whole new park, whole new land like the commercials make you think it is. Oh and, yeah yeah it's just a small section in the near the front of the park mm. um or in the middle of the park actually and you only see one one of the um oh I can't even think of the race or the blue people the blue skinners. yeah Smart. you only <laughs> might as well be um you only see one of them in the whole in the whole area That's an animatronic meet and greet that's it <laughs> that's it. And supposedly one of the rides has some very sexual overtones to it. I'm like, oh, yeah. What?
2: <laughs> what? No, From Disney?
1: Not with Avatar. <laughs> but anyway, back on track. Um, we Let talked about... pulled
2: to- <laughs> together.
1: <laughs> I, I still think sh- shortly after Star Wars opens at studios, they're going to they're gonna see how they could easily turn Pandora into... Felucia from, from Star Wars and make it the big wildlife, floral animal planet mm. that we see Shakti hang out at quite a bit that's where we find her in uh, force awakens as well or not force awakens uh force unleashed yeah mm-hmm. that's the planet i can see that being turned into and it's kept with the star wars thing
2: speaking of force unleashed i actually just got force unleashed 2 for xbox finally because <laughs> xbox gold finally gave it to me for free oh yeah oh, that's cool <laughs> so two months ago they put out the force awakens then this month they put out uh or it was last month they put out force awakens 2 Force Unleashed. Or Force Unleashed, sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> this.
0: I'm There's tired. Force Unleashed, too, <laughs> that I know of. Um, we
1: talked about prior to, or prior to, what was it, last weekend? The last show, which was the last, right before May 4th, when we did the, what's coming up for May 4th, which, yeah. I needed checks. I got checks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get just any checks. Checkbook cover. Nice. 40th anniversary checks. Nice four images cool but I, I, I started at a number where I could get take check number 1138 mm-hmm. and frame it <laughs> <laughs> um, so I took advantage of that uh, we got Zoe from Hallmark the Ahsoka and Sabine itty bitties no no because those were online exclusive only so we did get those um, i can't think of what else but you know we talked about starwars.com had the final poll for the fan for the fan figure Ah, oh, yes and it was announced on may 4th that um oh let's see a certain arc, star wars arc, archaeologist type character won the fan vote. And I guess I can only be speaking of Doctor Afra. Cool. Doctor Afra is coming to the Star Wars vintage line. So she will um yeah you know, she she's the dangerous phony and yet has kept the company of two psychotic droids. Well, yeah. They're they're psychotic, all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, but who hasn't?
1: Mean, yeah. Um so according to a quote from uh, Karen Gillian, goes, I'm of a generation that some of my earliest memories of Star Wars figures and are some of my earliest earliest memories are of Star Wars figures and the magic herein. the idea that someone Salva and I made up is going to be one of those immortal and plastic feels kind of magical. Now the runner-up was a uh the Rebels version. Uh, I was
2: actually pulling for that one. M-
1: made the con- made the contest a close one, but in typical fashion, Afro remained a few steps ahead and didn't look back. In the end, the variant cover to Darth Vader number twenty-five, which I own. Uh, proved strangely prophetic or yeah s- s- ve- seem very um, foreshadowing I guess better word to use for me to use <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. um, everyone's hoping that I, there there's there's been there's been a I'm surprised the petition hasn't started yet but there's there's been a uh, slow rumbling saying that they need to use uh, JTC's cover or his his cover as the background art for the figure when they do it so one can yeah, hope. The
2: cover looks really cool so
1: his covers are great and um hopefully one day we'll get them on the show um i'm also working on getting them on mighty marvel geeks but he mentioned during the marvel panel that he drew these covers as if he was like a five to eight year old envisioning mm-hmm. You know how a a five to eight year old envisions these figures when he gets them. Hmm. That that's why they kind of have the more yeah you know, have the they look similar to the actual figure, but they have that kids kids point of view to it. And, and I I love what he's done with them. So so yeah. Um. So w- w- let's see where are we go next. Uh, I guess there's some episode three news that really. Yes, caught us all off guard
2: a little bit. There's rumblings that something of like this may have happened at some point, but um, it looks like um, everybody's favorite rogue Han Solo was originally scheduled for a cameo in Episode Three. Now, um, when Lucas actually was writing uh, the original tr- or the prequel trilogy, it's it, a lot of it looked like Episode Three was a no brainer. He knew where he was going to go, where he had to end, and it was pretty. <clears throat> he, everybody figured, or even he figured, he'd sit down and have no problem writing out number three. The problem right. is he got done with Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and he had left so many strands out there he had to figure out which can I actually wrap up what I can't in the amount of time I have <laughs> but one of those that he left out there, some of the smaller plot strands that he didn't really get involved much was um, one of them was that um, he wanted to do a hunt or a Boba Fett story with Boba Fett attempting to actually avenge the death of his father but mm-hmm. that's one of those that pretty much he did, there was no time to do so they, he decided to do it later. Um, some of it is the, another strand that he actually did film for but didn't make it in the movie was uh, Padme's laying the foundation for the Rebel Alliance. Now, everybody mm. seeing the um, prequel or the deleted scenes has seen these scenes. Right.
1: I don't, um, rem- I don't remember the uh, um, the Boba, Fett, Boba one. Fett
2: ones. I don't think he actually filmed those ones, but they were in the, some of the original drafts that he had, was writing down in the note, his notes. Okay, I know the Padme scenes were actually filmed, um, but there was a third story that he had, which actually would have had a cameo from a young Han Solo at 10 years old, wandering around on Kashyyyk huh. and being raised by Chewbacca. Interesting. It says, um, Solo's appearance in Revenge of the Sith would have been fleeting, perhaps amounting to only a few seconds. Um, and in the early draft of the actual script, Lucas gave him just one rather pedestrian line and then all it says is I found part of a transmitter droid near the East Bay. I think it's still sending and receiving signals. <coughs> now nevertheless, this brief appearance would have actually revealed something new about Hansel's past. Being that he was actually raised from boyhood by Chewbacca, now yeah, that's, um,
1: that's interesting. Very well, interesting. Ca-
2: concept artist Ian McCaig actually weighed in on this in the Revenge of the Sith art of book. He says it's not it's not in the script anymore, but we were told that Han Solo was on Kashyyyk and that he had been or he was being raised by Chewbacca. He's such a persnickety guy. Later on, he always has to have the best of everything. So I thought it would be great if we or if when he was. As a kid, he had been an absolute slob. Which I don't see Han Solo as one of the best of everything. Look at the way the um, Falcon was kept and all these things. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if McKeague was thinking about a different character, but they go on that the scene would have actually um, also been significant for another reason. It actually would have had Han Solo meeting Yoda. Hmm. In fact, the line that Han utters that we had earlier about finding a um, scrap bit of droid would have been actually um, said to Yoda, who had been who was actually um, hunting. Around on Kashyyyk for clues to where Grievous was at.
1: So, so and the line mean, from Yoda
2: says, "Huh?"
1: So you mean when when Han met Yoda in the Lego series? That never happened.
2: Well, in some <laughs> universes. Okay. <laughs> but um, Yoda's line in Return to the about the droid was "Good, good. Track this we can back to the source. Find Grievous we might." So um, it says the scene actually got as far as the concept art stage before it was actually scrapped as Lucas was trying to actually get everything to come together before they actually had to start filming. Um, the ca- so the casting hadn't even been started yet, so we never know who they would have actually chosen to play him then. <clears throat> Um, but McCaig did actually do some paintings of uh, the concept art and stuff, and some of them um, had some elements of what Ray's Jakku outfit kind of was in, with um, the legs being bound in cloth, that's something that was on the Han Solo costume for that Mm. Um, let me see what else there was actually that's worth pulling out of this Um, one of the other things that we would have had, or no, it says for one thing the revelation of Han Solo being raised by Chewbacca really isn't a plausible one Given the future dynamic, they never really act like father son. It's more like they're clumsy roommates. <laughs> they're like best friends and chums. It's like at no point do you ever get the idea that Chewbacca could have possibly been his surrogate father. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then according to Slash Film, they point out that um, Han Solo being on Kashyyyk when he was a child would have totally negated the extended universe idea that uh, Chewbacca met Solo after he'd been um, or he'd either escaped or been saved from slavery. Which at this point is sitting off the table because we don't know where where they're going with that actual story what version they're using right, right right so that's most of what um was in the story here but it's adds an interesting twist to revenge of the sith if they would actually had time to put this in there and uh, nowhere in the script had it ever said anything where you actually named the kid it would have been one of those that if you knew who han solo was you might be able to catch it other than mm. that it's just a kid on kashik
1: right but it well, was
2: written to be han solo
1: well let me let me pose this question then it if they possibly took some of this concept and idea for um, for the Han Solo solo film, then do we want to really see Yoda? in the film even if it's a brief cameo or do you not want to see him in the film I don't think so because
0: no. you gotta
2: think when you first meet Han Solo when you first actually see him hanging out in the Falcon and um, you get Ben talking to Luke about the force and things and Han Solo totally doesn't believe anything in the force these guys were old, just scary old wizards or whatever That there's nothing there that says he had ever actually met a Jedi ever Right? There's no, in his right. whole attitude and everything else he t- sees them as straight up legends he has heard stories but he's never actually seen any evidence anywhere of what this is
0: Okay, yeah i agree because and i don't i don't think you need i don't think we need yoda in there
2: no not in the han solo story
0: no no we don't because i would want another one would,
2: that, go ahead
0: i would want the han solo story to be take place away from the whole jedi part of the universe and everything
2: yeah another one that's probably not going to make me popular is i don't i don't think i want i don't want to see boba fett in this either at all because if you go to the letter of the law, what you actually see in the movies, Boba Fett is not actually a villain for Han Solo. He's just yeah. a guy doing a job for the, for um, job of the Hutt. Right. He's just the problem is he's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, and he'll work for anybody. Right.
0: You I know, agree with you
2: on that. Business,
0: Unless yeah. the only way I wouldn't mind seeing is it is if you see like a, a brief kind of cameo clip where uh, Jabba is putting out the bounty. On Han Solo. Yeah, but you know... Depends on
2: how close they get, yeah.
0: Um, Jeremy
1: Bullock had a had a great idea and, th- and thought as well, and that was what it... You know, he always envisioned that Han Solo and Boba Fett were friends in the early days, and they had a falling out. That'd be kind
2: of interesting. Well, yeah, actually, if you think about it, they were both um, working for Jabba. One is a yeah. smuggler, one is a bounty hunter. Yeah.
0: see, so, Yeah, I could see maybe maybe not like... like Super close friends, but kind of like working friends kind of thing. They
2: work at the same circles, type of deal, right? So they
0: they do know each other. And then um, when Jabba puts out the bounty, the bounty on Han, of course, you know that's it's just another job for Boba Fett. Even though he does know Han Solo, but it's not like a personal thing.
1: No, it it definitely come, would come across as as business. But the yeah. the, the impression the impression. Um, he was giving was you know maybe he was sitting at the table with Han and lando the, the uh, at that one game that Han won the the falcon
2: well that 's even if it's even if that 's even still in the um, stories I hope it is that 's all part of the old um canon
1: right uh, yeah but don 't know th-
2: how they get the Falcon.
1: Don't they reference that though? In he in says, Empire? yeah,
2: Lando says that Han won the Falcon. That's all he knows. That's all we know. We don't know what game they were playing. What it was,
1: right? But but it's assumed that the game that we see at the beginning of season two of Rebels is what we see.
0: It it is the game the back. That Yeah, is what they they won
2: with. Yeah.
0: That's always been the assumption, but that's never actually been...
2: Well, we'll find out soon. Yeah. This is true. This is what... If they're going to put Lando in this movie, then they're going to show where the Falcon comes from. Right. Yep. Otherwise, you have really no reason to put Lando covers in in the movie.
0: This is true. That would be very
1: interesting. So that that would be... It would definitely be fun to see. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I would definitely... I, I don't want the Yoda, but I do... I would love to see... I don't know. I would love to see him win the Falcon, but the impression I'm getting from some of the set pictures we, that have come out is he already owns the Falcon at this point. Uh, if that's the yeah, case.
2: They, they've done flashbacks now at Star Wars before. Yeah. So they may sure. flash back to it, depending on how they decide to write the movie. I,
1: I would I, I would be curious to see what if we get um, the Kessel Run. How did that go down? Yeah. And was Positive. it truly 12 parsecs?
2: Or did Han actually cheat somehow? Exactly. No. That would be phenomenal if he <laughs> cheated and every thought he did it this way, he did this, and he figured some other way to do it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like seeing Kirk with the Kobayashi Maru. I
2: was just thinking yeah. that, yeah.
1: <clears throat> In that How'd other beat franchise.
2: Reprogram the test.
1: Yep. So, um... So, yeah,, uh, but talking about backstories, um Marvel had some great news that came out within the last couple of days uh, at the time of this recording, and Derek, I'll let you uh window into this. I know if that was wow. bad <laughs>
2: nothing for this
1: we we. since he is a Star Wars character because of, I want to say, Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace, we can go with E.T. going, ouch. (laughs) Because they do make an appearance in the Senate. Yes, they do. All
0: right. So, moving on. Please. Uh, (laughs) According to StarWars.com mace windu goes solo in new marvel comic that's right you heard right this is gonna be great the the bad segue that we just heard is (laughs) about.
2: that's mike saying come crash with me through my segue (laughs)
0: that's my segue (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah yeah
0: the opening line they have in this article isn't much better This party's over, Mace Windows said in Star Wars Attack of the Clones. But for the purple-bladed lightsaber-wielding Jedi, it's actually just beginning. Oof.
2: (laughs) And this is from Uh, StarWars.com. Yes. Yeah.
0: StarWars.com is excited to announce Star Wars Jedi of the Republic, Mace Windu, a new five-issue miniseries coming in August from Marvel, penned by Matt Owens and illustrated by Dennis Cowan, starring the fan-favorite Mace Windu, a master on the Jedi Council who tangled with Jango Fett and Darth Sidious. It picks up after the start of the Clone Wars as the Jedi Order faces possibly its Greatest challenge yet. It's going to be, they have a nice picture of a cover by Jesus Saiz. And in in addition to that, there's going to be a special 40th anniversary variant cover by Russell Douderman, along with variants by Raza and Javier Rodriguez. While few details have been revealed about the story, Marvel's official description offers more of a glimpse into what readers can expect. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi have been the peacekeepers of the galaxy, but now, at the dawn of the Clone Wars, they find themselves in a new role. Generals in the Army of the Republic. As Mace Windu, one of the Jedi's greatest warriors, leads a small unit of Jedi into battle shortly after the war begins. The Jedi must make peace with their new role or be lost to the violence around them. I I will tell you um,
1: that cover looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's it's uh,
0: really cool. Uh, and
2: I wonder I, if one of those variant covers you're talking about might be a action action figure variant. Uh,
0: they
2: don't make those anymore, though, do they? <laughs> bite your tongue.
1: That's my rant to have. <laughs> um, let me. I think I have the actual, I have the actual press release from Marvel themselves. And if I remember right. Uh, there is no action figure variant cover for this. Wow! Uh, it's the 40th anniversary variant cover by Russell Dotherman. Uh Animation and movie variants also available. Hmm. So when they say animation, it's either going to be from the micro series, which would be a great variant cover to get, or oh, yeah. even, or even if it's the animation from the Clone War series, yeah, that yeah. that would be that would be cool to have
0: too. Um, and of course, there'll be one with a picture of Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu actually i'm gonna forward this to you guys because they've got
1: the they've got the various covers and and these are they they look gorgeous uh, i I'm really impressed with these covers uh, I love the one with the with the him force pushing the droids um yeah the other cover they show is uh it's like a an upshot like a camera upshot with him holding the sa- his, with his saber ignited. <laughs> That's the only two covers they show. So that must be the fortieth anniversary variant.
0: This'll be interesting too, being that it's it'll be like another piece of the Clone Wars that we're getting. Yeah. For the story. Yeah. I like that. Well, here, here's the other fun one. You
1: thought the Mace Windu was was awesome. Just as awesome. Cassian meets K two SO in the Rogue One prequel comic. You're going, Wait, what Rogue One prequel comic? Um Again, this story also coming from StarWars.com. They are excited to re- to announce Star Wars Rogue One, Cassian and K2SO special coming in August. Uh, written by Dwayne Swierzynski and art by Fernando Blanco. This 40-page one-shot will reveal how Cassian... One of the top intelligence officers of the Rebel Alliance met K-2SO, a reprogrammed Imperial security droid. Now, this one is... Uh, let me find my press release for this one. See, see this is great. I ha- I do get these press releases. Um, the despite, having, despite fighting to protect the galaxy, Cassian Andor and K-2SO haven't always been on the same side of the Galactic Civil War. And the readers will find out why in their new story, which includes the two characters meeting each other for the very first time. Um, According to the writer, when I first heard about Rogue One, I was thrilled. A heist movie set in the Star Wars universe? Are you kidding? Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would be invited to tell a small piece of that story. And it's even cooler that I was asked to write about the first meeting of Cassian and K-2SO. Easily, my two favorite characters in the movie. What can I say? I love robots. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this is his quote. I also because I love badasses and robots. <laughs> so without spoiling spoiling anything, we can confirm this is the droid you're looking for in August. Uh, variant cover by Chris Samney and a JTC exclusive Ooh. variant cover also available. And I'm almost wondering if that exclusive variant cover is going to be on JTC's website or if that's
0: going to be a in store release. One will only know. I'm interested in the uh, Chris Samney art cover. Yeah. I'm actually, this is actually a story that I'm actually really interested to read too. Yeah. On yeah. how they met. And it sounds like this is actually going to release on time.
1: Hey. We can hope. <laughs> Unlike that most expensive free comic book day book I bought. Mm-hmm. Me but as then, well.
2: And also, I was thinking, you guys were mentioning this one. that it, We're getting another droid origin story. <laughs> the other one yeah. gave you the origin of the red arm.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's, the, that's the expensive free comic book day book. Yes. <laughs> But that's a rant for a different day.
0: That was the uh, also the origin of my red face after I read the book. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's like we've talked about. If the book came
1: out when it was supposed to, the book would have been relevant. And the story would have been received a lot better. And would have been accepted right. as a much better story. But coming right. out four months late, at this point in time, we don't care how they got the red arm. We've seen the movie. It's coming. The, the line, you might not have recognized me because of my red arm. I should tell you about it one day. Yeah, four months later. Um, After a couple of delays. And-, and of course, Han Solo will never hear it. Nope. Oh, oh he went out for pork stickers
0: oh maybe he read it
1: <laughs> he went for shish kebab <laughs> shish kehan shish Sheesh kebab sith kebab <laughs> too soon so,
2: and it just keeps getting worse
1: uh, what the puns is this our punishment for something I don't know uh, <laughs> Han saw the light
0: <laughs> it was a bonding father son moment so, what's our next story? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think
2: and I have what, the next one. We have some Last Jedi news.
0: And, and, uh-huh.
2: the, and Ken's the one that's
1: the loopiest of us all. Yeah. So he thought.
2: <laughs> but um, actually, we got to, we did get some Last Jedi news out of the East. This actually came out of Japan. They actually, um, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, and everybody dropped, released some promo material um, in Japan that Star Wars Newsnet actually picked up on. And the tagline for the promo material was, The most shocking truth in the Star Wars history will soon be revealed.
1: I, I actually have audio from this, uh Okay. With this
2: talking about it. Sorry. <laughs> And then a million cameras go off. Oh, that's Jedi. That's right. Now, the leaflet also mentions um, Leia, Finn, Poe, and BB-8 going on a new mission. So... um looks like while Rey and Luke are actually in training, everybody else is doing a... So this is kind of similar to what people are expecting to see, some similarities between this and Empire. Well, the, it looks like you're splitting up the team so that Rey is training while everybody else is having their own adventure. Um, now, the full yeah. actual translation of the text is here. The, um, the actual text translated into English is, The most shocking truth in Star Wars history will soon be revealed. A new generation's tale of the struggles of light and dark, virtue and evil has begun with the death of Han Solo. In a galaxy where the First Order and the resistance are fighting against each other in a war. The, um, in a war, the heroine Ray had the Force awakened within her. Um, what will happen to the galaxy when Ray and the only remaining Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker meet? Kylo Ren has fallen to the dark side of the Force and killed his father Han Solo. Spoiler alert!
0: Hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As a successor to his grandfather, Darth Vader, and a high-ranking enforcer in the First Order, where will his ambition lead him to? Furthermore, Kylo Ren's mother, and the leader of the Resistance, Leia, um, Poe, Finn, and BB-8 will embark on a new mission. The story has finally begun, and it will lead to a mysterious climax. December 15th, be ready for the shocking truth surpassing the previous stories. I like the sound so, of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it does confirm a couple things. Like I said, you, we find uh, similar to Empire Strikes Back, we're going to have two separate stories going at once. One of them being a training story, the other one uh, moving through the galaxy doing something. So, That's a good story. I think you just can't bear to let a gorgeous guy like me
0: out of your sight. Mm-hmm.
2: No, she was leaving for me.
0: Sure. Don't get excited!
2: <laughs> so, the, this does sound really interesting, though. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't release this to everybody, but... True.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, I cannot wait to see Last Jedi. Yeah. This
1: looks great. It really does. Mm. And, of course, you start seeing it, the, the naysayers on Facebook. <laughs> what if Last Jedi sucks? Bite your tongue. <laughs> Famous What's last like, words from fanboys. We we yeah. got Jar Jar Binks. While, he, while he's not exactly a fan favorite for those over the age of 40. Or four. <laughs> <laughs> or four. Well, no. Yeah. Kids at that time loved Jar Jar Binks. That part of it's not the only main. ones
2: that actually liked Jar Jar Binks.
1: Well, think about it. People hated C-3PO until the Ewoks came around.
2: Yeah. Well, and actually, so, you get Jar Jar Binks back, if I remember right, in one of the um, Aftermath novels. Oh, yeah, I got to read. Is it Empire's had, End that he's in? I don't know. I, I I had flashback? The fir-
1: I had the first two books. Oh, flashback, that's one thing. Actual character in the yeah. book? <laughs> that's something else. But speaking of characters, this would be you, Derek. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Loopy number three.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you, said, you said speaking of characters, and no, I was waiting for you to finish the <laughs> sentence. <laughs> uh, so, Get in
1: there, you big furry oaf! I don't care what you <laughs> smell!
0: <laughs> so, one of the characters that is, uh, came out of Force Awakens. In almost almost a Boba Fett style, uh, where you don't really know that much about her, but she's kind of cool, is uh, Captain Phasma. I like him. Oh wait.
2: <laughs> well, a lot of the early purple yeah. stuff had her as a him. Yeah, that's true. Too. It was
0: probably it probably was a him until they actually um, cast the role. But um, so stowers.com has five things you might not know about Captain Phasma. And uh given that she was um not in the movie that long, you probably don't know a lot about her. Um, so uh I believe she has there's a a novel and a comic series coming out yeah. for Captain Phasma soon. Which is cool. September, October is I think it's the start of the Captain Phasma
1: five issue run. Right it's gonna it's gonna be part of the uh journey to the last Jedi.
0: Mm. So, let's get into it. Number one, her armor is an expression of her loyalty. This is interesting. Like Kylo Ren, consumed by his aspirations to emulate Darth Vader, Phasma indulges in her own imperial idolatry. Her armor's mirrored surface is made from chromium previously used on one of Emperor Palpatine's own yachts. The chromium coat might not stop an anti-starship weapon, but it does shield her from radiation. And as Phasma novel author Delilah S. Dawson said at Celebration, Captain Phasma's enemies will see the moment of their own death reflected in that armor. Which is pretty cool. Yep. Number two. That blaster packs a punch from a distance. Phasma bla- Phasma's blaster is also coated in chromium, an affectation that adds to her imposing appearance. She's equally comfortable flying a heavily armored armed starship, driving a speeder, or wielding any of the First order small arms. Her custom blaster features some upgrades, including a recurve trigger guard for a two-handed stance. Not all of the combat she sees has to be close enough to be reflected in her kit. The blaster rifle can unfold a stabbing grip, a stabling grip, and a macroscope sight for sniping with mag- magnification up to eight times. She holds it with crush gauntlets, which were also specially made for, for Phasma's gear. So that's how she keeps winning all those uh, eBay auctions. <laughs> sniping from a distance. Sniping from a distance. (laughs) Number three, I like this one. Adequate is the highest praise her troopers can expect. As the head of the Stormtrooper Legions, Phasma has to hold her trainees to the highest standard. She took a special interest... uh, Excuse me for a second. She took a special interest in FN-2187's training, but even her best soldier was merely adequate. She manipulated her troops' minds as much as their bodies, observing their behavior in great detail and pinpointing not just weaknesses in their fighting technique, but also friendships that could turn into alliances or dissenting thoughts. That could tear a unit apart. She has memorized the serial numbers of every one of the troopers who she works with directly. And there was a quote from the film that she spoke about Finn saying that he has the potential to be one of the finest stormtroopers I have ever seen. But his decision to split the fire team and return for FN-2003 is problematic. It speaks to a potentially dangerous level of empathy, which actually that kind of says a lot about her. Number four. She idolizes the Empire but wants to do better. Phasma has high ambitions in other areas as well. Darth Vader's bickering advisors wouldn't have fared well under her rule. Although she supports the First Order's blind bid to bring back the Empire, she's also thankful not to have any politicians giving input on how she should raise her troopers. She wants to eliminate infighting while focusing on making her army the best that it can be. While few details are known about Delilah Dawson's up Coming phasma novel it's sure to reveal more about what makes her such an effective leader and finally number five she survived being thrown in the trash compactor in case you were wondering <coughs> there's something alive in here the stormtrooper extraordinaire is confirmed to have survived her trip to the trash compactor courtesy of finn and han solo and captain phasma the upcoming miniseries from marvel in september the comic will reveal how she escaped we can't wait to see how she did it I can't wait either. She calls it 3 po Yeah. Shut them all down. Get in there, you big furry oaf! I don't care
1: what you <laughs> smell! So, well, um... Like I said, we are working on a guest for the next show and we will uh, not be talking about books coming out since we're going to keep our focus on, on the guest. So I'm going to cover books from now through June 14th, which would put us right bef- through the Wednesday, right before our ne- um, the recording after next, since we're doing every other week. So coming out this coming Tuesday is the new, um, star Wars insider, which I think this is coming out to the shops. Cause I just, got my new issue of insider but i'm i'm a subscriber to it um also coming out on the 23rd is IncrediBuild's Rogue One Death Star book and model and Rogue One Eight The At Act book and model. <laughs> um, build your build and color your own 3D Death Star model and learn about the iconic battle station. And build and color your own 3D At Act as seen in Rogue One A Star Wars Story uh, with the IncrediBuild's Star Wars model kit featuring a full-color book with facts and trivia on the Empire's fearsome Water walkers uh and then on the 30th tuesday the 30th we have a new hope the rise of a hero uh which is written by uh the creators on this is louise Simmonson, walter Simmonson, tom palmer and laura martin uh relive the rise of the rebellions greatest hero luke skywalker in the stylized retelling of a new hope and then on the 31st we have a f- some comics coming out. Uh, we have Dr. Afra number seven, which is also part three of Screaming Citadel. Um, we have second printings of issue one and two of Darth Maul that are being released. And then as we head into June, Wednesday the 7th, we have Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, number one, which is that the uh, the Darth Vader, quote-unquote, year one book that oh, yeah. takes place literally seconds after he says no, uh, after he finds out he, he killed Padme. Um, and then also on the seventh is Rogue One, the adaptation, number three. Uh, and then on the 13th, we have Bounty Hunt, Lift the Flap book. Uh, it's a U.S. reprint of the children's book. First published in the UK by Egmont. Uh, And then Color by Number is a children's activity book geared towards young adults and adults. Uh, It's a Color by Number activity book that will take you to a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) Uh, Also on the 13th is Best of Star Wars Insider Volume 6, Heroes of the Light Side. It's featuring in-depth interviews uh, from the Star Wars Insider Archive with cast and crew, including Mark Hamill, Ewan McGregor, Liam Neeson, along with other with key features and articles on the light side of Star Wars. And then to wrap up our list of books coming out, Star Wars number 32, which is part four of Screaming Citadel. Um which I have started reading screaming Citadel number one, which is the the first book of the series, just like they did Vader down number one, and then the rest of the books bounce or rest of the story bounces between Afra and Star Wars uh, I'm loving Citadel. I, I'm I'm putting I'm I'm going to be bold and say it. Um, I think it's going to get nominated for either a weeby or a non award. And I put it I put it up there with uh, with Vader down. It, it's it's that strong.
0: Hmm. I haven't so, started
1: reading it yet, but I will. It is it, it's, it's pretty good. So I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, that takes us up through June 14th. So. um do we have anything else? Anything that might've been breaking as we we're recording this show? Not as far as I
2: know. Mm, not Good. that I
1: saw, no. Check the, oh, why'd I go there? Um, I know Funko has been doing, uh, some star Wars giveaways on, on Facebook. Um, I, 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 think you're right. I think that's it for, for everyone. Um, so any final thoughts from you guys? I know i probably just said that.
0: <laughs> uh, got nothing.
1: Got nothing.
2: Yeah, that's it for me.
1: Check out Keepers of the Fringe, hosted by hosted and produced by Derek and his co-host, Chris. Check Who's out. Who's also a
0: huge Star Wars fan. <laughs>
1: then we need to get him on for a roundtable one Saturday. Yeah, we can do that. Check out DC Superpowers Podcast with host and producer Ken and his co-host Vernon. Of course, you can also catch Ken on Geek Watch 1 with Don, Vicky, and Kylan. You can also check out Derek along with me over on Weebie Geeks. And then you can also catch me on Mighty Marvel Geeks with Eric and Kylan. Um, sites available for each. It's the show name Dot net. So weeby geeks, mighty marvel geeks, Wookie radio.net Check out our affiliates, uh ripped apparel. Got some great t-shirts, like like the one I did a YouTube video for called Droid Road. It's been one of my favorite Star Wars t-shirts so far. Uh check that out. Uh Comic Bento. Great way to build up that graphic novel, trade paperback library. Uh superhero stuff. Their hero box has been great. Best thing about it, hey, you don't have to subscribe. You buy when you want. And of course, they're they're a great source for licensed geek product t-shirts hats i have two of their hats that that they work with uh nova era to make i have the exclusive flash armor hat that they did as part of the flash hero box and i have the jedi academy hat um that I, that i got at celebration um who am i missing off the ripped comic bento superhero stuff feel like i'm missing someone else off off the front page the home page of every site because they're all there mm-hmm. ripped apparel Check out, I, I don't have it up yet, but check out tfury.com, or tpublic.com, forward slash user. Is it user? Or u- I think it's user, forward slash w b g m i k m i k e for uh for show merchandise be it cups t-shirts um why am i missing cups cups t-shirts notebooks stickers tumblers uh ipad sleeves phone covers etc you can't go wrong so help us out it helps support the show and it helps support um it helps make sure we continue uh, being able to put the show on and maybe help get some prizes for you guys here in the future So did I miss – you can find everyone on Twitter. Actually, I'll let you guys tell everyone where they can find you guys on Twitter and Facebook.
0: You Go can ahead, find, you can find me uh, at NES of Geek and also you can follow uh my show Keepers of the Fringe at KOTFR.
2: And you can get me on um, Instagram and Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at gw1ken and on Facebook I'm Ken Rose. And you can get um Geekwatch1 at ge- geekwatch1.com or anywhere everywhere social media at geekwatch1. And if you can if you search geekwatch1 and you don't get us let us know. Miss Donald take care of the problem. <laughs> and DC Superpowers is everywhere as DC Superpowers podcast on Twitter. It's at Superpowers DC. Yes,
1: they do get out of the basement.
2: Hey, we've been we've been live streaming from the basement, so and it looks kind of cool.
1: It does. I, I'm still trying to figure out how we how we're gonna do that maybe with this show in the future for the days we don't have guests so we'll see um so I think that is gonna wrap it up for us this week. Uh, there's only thing only one thing left to say
2: give the evacuation code signal All right cut the chatter Jack I can hold
0: it pull up No I'm all right! I'm all right. Ah!
2: I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit.
1: I've lost R2!